0: Hello, Gen X. What is up? Welcome back to The Water Cooler. It is Thanksgiving week. I am in a great mood. I'm off of work all week and feeling pretty great. And there's not a liberal insight that can spoil my mood today. So uh, uh, welcome back. This is, It's a fun week. I'm in a good, good mood here. So let's uh, catch up on some of the latest talk uh, you know, from the past week. I've heard as far as election status goes, uh, not much seems to have changed, although I I do think officially there are a couple of states that may have uh certified the results. I I think Georgia, they finished their their recount, although there's some, might be some eye rolling and shoulder shrugs as to how that uh how that went. Pennsylvania may have as well, but we seem to be getting closer and closer to uh President Sleepy being officially certified as the president elect along with his vice president heals up. We'll see how that goes, but it's it's not official yet. I, I think Arizona and and Nevada and Michigan, I, I I think they also have some some issues uh to be sorted through. I I think Pennsylvania is is currently having some hearings on how their election went. They're still Significant uh, doubt, and as to how th- these elections went, and, and whether or not there was some some fraud. I happen to think that there is one hundred percent certainty there was fraud, uh, and we'll, we'll see how that uh, proceeds in the in the coming days and weeks. Again, I am very very skeptical as to anything that can be proven that would change the outcome of this election. I'm i I think we are on on course to have sleepy and heels up in in the White House come January, but we'll see if there's anything concrete that can come out uh, to change that. There was uh, a very kind of strange press conference with the Trump legal team. Um, they had some very strong and very sensational accusations, and they seemed to be very, very confident that they had the proof. And Maybe the even could have even been the next day they sent out the pressers that Sidney Powell was not officially part of the Trump legal team, wasn't it? Wasn't uh, retained by Trump in any capacity, nor the Trump campaign in any capacity. Uh, there seems to be some of the some doubt as to some of the allegations that she was launching, whether or not she had any proof for it. And that's kind of been my doubt since the beginning as to whether or not they can prove it. Again, I'm certain. That votes were stolen in all those swing states, and certainly enough in in Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia to to tip it towards towards Biden. But again, the question is whether or not they can prove it. Now they they seem to have hundreds and hundreds of affidavits from from poll workers and. And counters from the Trump team that were denied access and people who saw things and and could explain some of the anomalies that, that occurred. Some of the hundreds of thousands of spikes in the middle of the night that all went towards towards Biden. Um, but, and that's all well and good. And I'm sure they saw what they saw. I'm sure that what they are, are alleging is true and, and all that happened. However, if we're going to overturn results of an election, you kind of need... A little bit more than someone's word, as, as odd as that might sound, because you know, when things get political, you have to have concrete proof. And do they have that concrete proof? I don't know. I, I tend to think the Democrats have have generations of experience doing this exact thing. You listen to Rod Blagojevich, who's the former disgraced uh, governor of Illinois, a Democrat who went to uh, prison, among other things, for trying to sell then Senator Obama's uh, open Senate seat. And he flat out said, This is exactly what happens in Democrat controlled states, and particularly Democrat controlled cities. They, they have a method, they have a way, this is what they do. He came up in that in that system he knows exactly how that game is played and I don't doubt him for a second he He might be a crook he he might be a, a felon, but you know he 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 knows how the game's played probably better than any any of us do but again the the question will always be whether or not they have that evidence. And if they have some, the Trump legal team needs to provide it quickly. And they did say in that press conference that they weren't going to try it in the court of public opinion. They were going to do it in the courts, which is a very uh, smart way to go, very understandable. But at some point, if you're going to get any traction, you know people need to understand exactly what happened, and but more so, what is that hardcore evidence that you have, and and it can't be just simple affidavits. But we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. Um, but no matter what happens, either way, we're going to have half of the country doubting the validity of the election. You are either going to have people who voted for Trump who are going to doubt the validity of of the Biden presidency because they'll say and probably rightfully that the election was stolen that democrats you know cheated they they forged votes they used mail in votes during a pandemic to to swing things heavily in their favor and they could be right but they're going to consider it invalid and and a fraud but if they're for some some uh, Hail Mary that Trump Campaign is able to prove that there was fraud, and and prove that in the courts and have have the courts grant him uh, his case. Then you're going to have half of the country who th- thinks that Trump stole the election because he used the courts and his Supreme Court nominees to to overturn an election. And, and no matter way, it, no matter which way it goes, it's it's going to be bad. It's not going to turn out well. And and the fact that we at least currently and possibly into the future have an election process that is going to be doubted by a healthy part of the electorate. That is a very, very bad thing in, in the Republic that we have, you simply cannot have people doubting the validity of, of the, the elections and, and, and the results. and But that seems to be where we are headed. Now, is anything going to happen after this? Or are we going to put an end to this ridiculous mail-in voting scheme? Are we going to finally demand that voters vote in person and, and prove who they are with photo IDs and signature verifications and those types of measures that happen in so many, most other democratic countries around the globe. Uh, we'll see. Um, I don't, I, I can't imagine that happening uh, with a, a Biden and heels up administration, but who, who knows, but as it stands right now, not much significantly has changed. Certainly nothing that would change my mind to think that um, we are going to be going in a different direction as to, as we that we have for the past little bit, but again, we will see. There also seems to be some, some more success on the horizon for some vaccines and the rapid development of those, which is a huge, huge accomplishment uh, by these companies and also by the Trump administration of working with these companies to develop it and to, and to rapidly bring those to market. Uh, there I, the Pfizer vaccine, in particular, I, I I think there's some talk that those could start to go out to healthcare workers as soon as next week, which would just be a dizzying speed compared to what normally uh, the the glacial pace that that pharmaceuticals and vaccines take to to get to market with all the all the the red tape from the from the FDA that needs to that they need to clear. But this seems to be on track, and there seem to be other uh, vaccines also that might even be a little bit more uh, more effective, and maybe AstraZeneca. I forget the other company that's developing one, but um, they, they seem to be in 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 good shape with you know with uh, an effective rate of ninety plus percent, which is encouraging that we could have the ninety percent success rate for a vaccine that could prevent a a uh, contracting a virus with a point nine percent survival rate, so boy, you know thumbs up on that one guys. We, you know, we, we we did it, we are on on our way, but weirdly, we are slipping back as far as government control and and more lockdowns that are happening across the country and just like it did around Easter and the Fourth of July. It weirdly seems to be percolating up around another holiday where people gather, particularly with families. And we have many states who are telling people not to get together, not to travel, not to meet with anyone that's not in your direct household. And it is weird. I don't understand it. You know, we are not that type of country where we have leaders or we shouldn't have leaders that tell us what we can do and cannot do in our in our homes and how we can interact with each other it's it's gotten weird i i, I don't know any other way to to describe it but surprisingly, or unsurprisingly these are all governors and mayors from blue states and and blue cities that are enacting these draconian lockdowns and and just to show you kind of how weird and weird it goes, I think in in Pennsylvania, I think they're trying they're telling people that they they shouldn't be gathering in groups more than six, which would put my family out with the uh, the number of uh, kids that we have with with our five kids and and us that we we would seem to be on a hot list just just that. But um, there are other other states that are saying don't gather at all, and they have the governor in Oregon i think her name is Kate Brown who is telling the citizens to if they see their neighbors gather with with more people than they quote unquote should that they should call the police on them <laughs> which is is really weird um uh particularly coming from the governor of Oregon uh, the the land of Antifa riots and hashtag defund the police. Uh, I don't know who they are supposed to call. Uh, maybe it's these social workers that that they're they're proposing that uh, that we bring out in force. Um, but I'd call somebody. You know, we we had these social workers who were who were shot in the line of duty in in Seattle this past week. So I'd maybe call those guys. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you're supposed to supposed to call the hashtag defunded police if you see a neighbor uh, with more people than uh, she wants you to. But um, it, it's really really weird. Uh, I know I'm not going to be complying. So, uh, governor Pritzker, you can, you can feel free to suck it. You can sit on your thumb. You can pound sand. I don't know, whatever. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm a general Xer. You, you in the government cannot tell me what I can and cannot do in my private home and who I can and cannot gather with. And when I can and cannot gather with my family. So yeah, Pritzker, you can, you can, uh, suck it, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how the, you know, the holiday goes and, and, you know, Americans are not one to comply with such things, and and do as uh, as Fauci has said, and do as they're told. You know, we are we are a free nation. Uh, we we value our freedom, and we're not inclined to you know, have have them uh, dictate to us what what we can and cannot do. But it'll be interesting to see as this vaccine starts to roll out what the response is to it. I know there there are a lot of folks, including myself, who would be very reluctant to to. And you know, accept a vaccine and and take it. Uh, we might want to be more inclined to be on the second wave. And you know, to be perfectly honest, I've never had the a flu vaccine uh, in my life, and I'm not inclined to to have one now. And and you know, whether whether there'll be any you know state mandates or national mandate to have the vaccine, I I can't see that being being pulled off. Again, we're not we're not inclined to you know, have the government dictate that type of thing to us. And that would be certainly deemed unconstitutional. But I would doubt that those types of vaccine mandates would really need to be, you know, come down from the federal and, and state level. It's more likely that those types of, of, uh, of edicts would, would be more so kind of, you know, coming through you know, through the marketplace. And, and what I mean by that, you know, I, th- I think that'll come from businesses. You know, I, I think Qantas airlines this past week, you know, came out and said that if, if you want to travel their airline uh, o- for overseas, then you're going to have to show, you know, proof that you've had a vaccine. And I, I think that's probably where we're going, which kind of brings up a, an interesting uh, you know, question for those who have had the vaccine and, and, had the antibodies and, and the immunities to it, you know, do they have to get the vaccine too? Um, but I, I would imagine that in some form or fashion, you're going to have to show that you have the have the immunities, you had the antibodies or you've had the vaccine. Um, but you know, to, to fly an airline or to attend a concert, to go to a sporting event, to go to an amusement park, to enter a store, into a Walmart or a grocery store, who knows what how far that could go. But you know there could be you know liability questions where you know businesses don't want you to enter their premises unless you can show that that you've had the vaccine because they might be liable if if they allow people who are not vaccinated to to uh, enter their establishment. But it uh, that's something that that'll be interesting to see where this develops in the coming months you know as we go through the winter and into the into the spring i mean we're in peak flu season as it is you know people always get sick this type of year people always develop pneumonia after getting the flu and and are hospitalized or even even die because of because of it and and we're right at that time again here in the northern hemisphere but i'm uh, i'm it's it seems to like we're on the on a collision course to have a weird kind of test run for control you know how much are we willing to accept how much are we willing to comply you know we certainly aren't willing to comply around holidays and but uh, are we willing to comply in order to take the kids to disney world or to go to universal or to six flags or to uh, a baseball game of an NFL game. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes and whether or not that can be allowed or I, I, who knows. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but now, now that we, uh, now that we are heading into the Thanksgiving uh, holiday again, the, I, like I said in the beginning, I am in a good mood. This is without a doubt my favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday week. Uh, it, it along with kind of being the the sort of jumping point for legitimate uh, you know Christmas seasons. You know, my my kids have just been itching the past couple of weeks to to get into the the Christmas season, and probably no small part where they they want. You know, some measure of normalcy. They want some measure of things feeling happy, feeling good about things. And of course, Christmas is, is uh, you know something that the kids are. You know, it's just magical for them, and and they're ecstatic for it. But you know, my me personally, my my favorite holiday by far is is Thanksgiving. In fact, the kids were asking me last week what my favorite holiday was, and 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 I would tell them repeatedly, you know, Thanksgiving. And they would, when they'd ask me why, I would tell them well. Along or aside from being a day when you can get together with family and, and and eat an amazing meal, you get to watch football. You get to you know play football with with your kids and your friends. You and then when the when the day's over, you wake up, and you don't have to go back to work. You have the day off. And you know, we in our family we we get our Christmas tree and we go we cut that down and then we decorate it and they kind of they get to have that fun. And then once we're done with that day, we wake up the next day don't have to go back to work again. You have the whole weekend to enjoy and then the day after that. So you just you, you you get to have a lot of of that that holiday feeling, that that break from the day-to-day routine and, and and you also get to pause and and give thanks. And it's certainly something that that I appreciate doing in this year more than in, than any. I certainly uh will be doing that. I'll be reflecting on you know, the things that I am thankful for, you know, I'm, you know, first and foremost, you know, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my wife, thankful for my kids and the, the relationships that we have and, and the joy that, that, uh, that, that they bring in my life. I'm, I'm thankful for my mother and my siblings and the support that, that they give to me and my family. And this year, you know, I'm always, you know, thankful for it, but this year above all, you know, I'm thankful for the health that we all have, you know, and I'm thankful that, uh, so far we've been able to survive a virus with a 99.93% survival rate, but no one in my family has, has contracted the virus. And that's, uh, a positive in my mind. Um, and I don't, uh, look down on anybody who has contracted it or who has lost a loved one for it, but I know I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, we've been able to escape that and, and and have some kind of normalcy and stability in in our home. I'm thankful for my employment that and we so far my employer has been able to ride this through um, as the economy kind of goes up and down and on this this wild ride and, and responding to all the lockdowns and and disruptions to the marketplace that happens and disruptions to supply chains. Uh, we've been able to weather that thus far, and and we've seen no ill effects in that so far. And, you know, there are so many that have, which is just tremendously sad. So many who have lost businesses, they've lost their homes, um, they've, they've lost their income, they've you know, succumbed to depression and suicide, you know, suicide rates are, are up like 200%. Um, which is just tremendously sad you know p- lives are just being destroyed not just from the virus itself thank you CHICOMS, but for all the the, the things that have have come along with the the lockdowns that it, have just been just been a shame it's been unnecessary um but i'm thankful that my family has has avoided that thus far and i pray that we can continue to avoid it but i i i can certainly reflect on that this week, and then another thing, just on a superficial uh, note, I'm I'm thankful for the luxuries that that we take for granted. You know, for all the the things we have to make our life comfortable and enjoyable. You know, we are really, really, really spoiled in our Western modern culture. You know, all the the technology, the fact that I'm doing a freaking podcast just just so I can vent and <laughs> get things off my chest is 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 a lot of fun and something I enjoy. And the fact that I can do that is is uh, certainly a blessing, and the fact that I can turn on a light switch and light comes on, the fact that I have water in the home, and and it can be warm in the winter and cool in the summer, it's you know a tremendous blessing and something that not all people in the world enjoy. It's certainly something not something that people throughout history have been able to enjoy. You know, there have been so many times throughout history where people simply look forward to surviving the next season and surviving having a a harvest that you could get you through the winter. But you know, we we don't have to do that. You know, we can get in our warm cars and travel to a warm supermarket and get whatever food we want and and any time of the year and, and have it not really be a thing. It's not something we really think about. We're very spoiled, but in that, but we're, you know, we're, we're certainly blessed in that. And of course, you know being a someone of faith, you know I'm grateful for my faith, I'm grateful for the strength that 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 gives me. I'm thankful that in in a world that uh looks down on having faith that um is more and more hostile to having faith, particularly a Christian faith, I'm grateful that I have it, and that I'm strong enough to not be swayed by the different the different, uh, fashionable thoughts and opinions that, that, that arise. And, uh, I can simply be secure in myself and secure in my own faith and not need the approval of others because that's, it's none, it's no one's business. And, and I just simply do what I want, which again is kind of a very, very Gen X thing, right? I'll do my thing, you do your thing. And, you know, you can be, we can both be cool with that. You know, we can be friendly and, and kind to people that disagree with us. We can be friendly and kind to people who have, who come from cultures that are different than ours, who have lifestyles and sexual orientations that are different than ours. We can still be kind. We can still treat people with respect and, and not uh, look down on anybody, not be hostile towards anybody who is different than us. But, you know, mankind just seems to struggle with that. And then and, and we, t- we tend to, look to those lowest common denominators as, as a source of blame and hostility. But, um, I'm, I'm but I'm, I'm grateful that my faith teaches otherwise and, and that I, you know, can, you know, can have those, uh, those, that respect for, for others, um, that, Seems to be lacking so so much, particularly in our polarized world and or polarized culture, at least here in the U.S. Um, with so much anger, so much vitriol and hate that gets spewed through social media, um, you know, you know, we all have that weird aunt or that crazy cousin online who you know posts Occupy Democrats memes or or orange mad bad nonsense, and you know, we can it it's very easy just to roll your eyes and let that go. You know, you don't have to respond you don't have to come down to their level um you you can let somebody have a different opinion even if it's one that you completely disagree with and sometimes you can find humor in it (laughs) you know you can you can find humor in your crazy cousin who just just rages on people and I, i don't think that's healthy i don't think that's good for anybody it's certainly not constructive and has never changed anyone's mind you know like oh Sorry, lady, crazy lady on Facebook. Now that you're raging at me, now I see your point. (laughs) I don't know anyone who's ever changed their mind on it, but some people feel they need that release. It's just, I I don't know. It's it's strange. And I certainly have my opinions and you can disagree with me. That's totally fine. You can be wrong. Totally fine. But I mean, in in, in seriousness, we, we we can we can find some civility in our culture. We can we can be kind to others. It's, you know, I, t- I try to teach my kids all the time. you know, they they grow up in a in an environment that's you know different than certainly what I did, which feels weird to say. It feels very very get off my lawn to say, but you know, they they have social pressures and and things that were way different than. Yeah, and then when we Gen Xers were in school um but at the same time you can you can uh, you know, not let that uh let that drag you down and and you know be be grandpa simpson and and shaking your fist at the sky and yelling at a cloud but um this this week this thanksgiving week I encourage everybody to take a pause and think about the things that you're grateful for give thanks Even if it's just in your own mind, you know, know, be grateful for the things that we do have because we have so much more in our lives that are good than things that we have in our lives that are not good. And even in a weird, crazy, tumultuous year with pandemics and lockdowns and polarizing elections, we can still find things in our lives to be grateful for. And I encourage you to do that. Not all the time, but particularly in this Thanksgiving holiday, it it just is more of an opportunity with that focus to, to take the time to do that. And I encourage you to do so. So with that, Gen X, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy thumbing your nose at the establishment and doing what you want to do, whatever that is. But enjoy your holiday. Give thanks. And I will see you later. Stay cool, Gen X.